Hello, everybody, and welcome back to week one, part two of the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim, here with one of the only two twins that loves to eat grapes on the side of a mountain with an ape, Jason Petra. Uh, Yeah, okay. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Me neither, I, but grape and ape, bars. The Brodo. I, I, I enjoy grapes and I enjoy apes. I mean, who doesn't? The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins when... Who? Now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. All right, look, look, you already heard part one. We bantered. Let's get right into it. Uh, the Bills at the Jets. Um, this is going to be a great matchup. The Bills surprisingly the number two overall defense in the league last year. Um, that's something that you look back on last year's stats and like, I, I watched pretty closely last year and I don't remember that happening. Well, it happened. Um, but the Jets have a much improved team. Let's start on the Jets side and let's start with the guy that everyone wants to talk about, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell playing his first game in the NFL in two years. He will be the starting running back, obviously. What does he look like against one of the better defenses in the league? Uh, I very much love Le'Veon Bell this week. I think he's an RB1. I think that the Bills are not a great team, and they did allow the second most rushing touchdowns in the league last year. So if the Jets are going to score, they might want to try doing that on the ground. And who better than Le'Veon Bell? I think that Sam Darnold is going to be very good this season. Adam Gates is going to run a fast offense with Darnold, which means a lot of plays for Bell. We saw Ty Montgomery be great in the preseason, basically playing the Le'Veon, what Le'Veon Bell is going to do, the Le'Veon Bell role. So I there's a lot to like about Le'Veon Bell this week. All right, yeah, I, I like Le'Veon Bell too. I think he's a he's obviously a weekly start, but I think in this week in particular, he's not only going to want to he's not only playing a team that again, like Jason said, gave up a lot of uh, touchdowns to the running back, but also he's gonna want to come out start. He's gonna want to come out. You know, he's a guy with pride. He's a guy that likes to boast on social media. He raps. He 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 tells everyone, "I'm ready. I'm still ready to go." He has a lot of pride, and I think he's gonna want to come out and, and really like cement his place. Uh, back. He wants to be the talk of the town, and I think that that's going to motivate him to do even better. Um, Sam Darnold is someone who surprisingly was not going in in a lot of drafts, uh, in my eyes at least, surprisingly. Um, for me, Sam Darnold is probably uh, the sleeper pick to be like this year's Patty Mahomes. And look, I'm not saying he's going to throw 50 touchdowns, but the guy who's an undrafted quarterback that all of a sudden next year he's going to go in the not as a top quarterback, but probably like as a quarterback one. Uh, well, while you were on your honeymoon, me and Michael may have placed a bet on Sam Darnold for MVP, so we concur. Okay, so you guys are there. How do you like him in this matchup against a pretty good Buffalo secondary? Yeah, this matchup, I don't necessarily love him. Um, all quarterbacks struggled against the Bills last year. Barely any of them finished above in the quarterback one range. And this is a new offense for um, the Jets that we haven't seen before. So I think it's a wait-and-see approach. I do think the upside is there for the whole season. But this game, I think the Jets can be effective against the Bills, win the game, and still not have Darnold do too much. Uh, so that's what I'm expecting. I don't think it's a great game for him. All right, so if you don't think that's the case, Robbie Anderson is practicing, but he's had a, uh, a an issue, uh, a scare, 
uh, an injury scare. So keep a lookout for that. Monitor the Robbie Anderson situation. Uh, Quincy Numa on the outside as well. Jamison Crowder in the slot is someone that I really love this year. I think that he's going to have a good year. Uh, how do you feel about these pass catching options against the Bills? Anderson really does have wide receiver two upside this season with Sam Darnold running a faster offense, Le'Veon Bell um, taking some of the attention from the defense. This game, though, coming off a of calf injury, Tredavious White on the outside. He's a boom-bust wide receiver three. This is a classic Deshaun Jackson type game where you're going to need him to catch a long touchdown if you really want him to do something. It was great to see in the preseason he was catching slants for touchdowns, stuff of that sort. He's expanding his route tree. Against Tredavious White isn't the best game to see him put in his work. Um, Ryan Griffin is a human. Next, we'll just go over to the tight end. I mean, the uh, the Buffalo Bills. Why did I say tight let's ends? Not, let's not not talk about Jameson Crowder. Oh, oh, go ahead. My bad. Slot corner for I talked the, about him. I said I love him. Yeah, I mean, slot corner for the Jets. We all are huge on the Jameson Crowder train this year. We think he's going to end up. He could be a weekly wide receiver three. Um, and if you're going to attack the Bills through the air, the slot isn't a bad place to start. Not a, not a great matchup, though, just with uh, game script and, you know, the, the skill of the Bills' defense. Uh, let's move on to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Devin Singletary looks like the starter there, but it's been said that Frank Gore and Devin Singletary are going to um, split carries. This is a Jets run defense that wasn't great last year, but they do upgrade by adding Quinn and Williams, um, by adding the, the linebacker C.J. Mosley. Um, they get Marcus May back, so this is a a guy that's def. This is a team that's definitely improved. But how much have they improved? And also, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, they're supposed to be splitting carries. Does that mean they're going to have two fantasy viable options, or does that going to mean that neither of them are fantasy viable because they cannibalize each other? Option B, Trebek. Mm. Um, they have Singletary, Gore, Yeldon. And Singletary right now is third on the depth chart. We expect him to take over eventually. But week one, rookie running back, low spot on the depth chart. It's not something that you can bank on. Um, so Singletary is someone I like to grab late in drafts. But week one, Frank Gore is going to get work. Yeldon's going to get work. These guys are going to cannibalize each other. And I don't think this is a great opportunity to get a shitload of work in um, for these running backs. A lot of... Uh, fantasy production at least is what i'm trying to get at so i'd rather just stay away from the bunch if i had to start one i'd go with singletary the young dynamic running back but i'd rather just not touch them uh josh allen jason me and you definitely disagree on josh allen um i love josh allen every week this year because i think if you are a russian quarterback your floor is so high that it's hard for you to bust um i like josh allen against the jets this year i think he's a quarterback one by the end of the year uh what say you I think the Jets' line of favored by three is a joke. Um, I think they're going to beat the Bills handedly, and I think so because handily, fucking guy. Whatever, man. <laughs> Their weakness, the Jets' weakness, is cornerback. That's a good thing when the quarterback cannot throw. So I think that um, the offense for the Bills are not going to fare well against the Jets. They can't take care of the Jets' weaknesses. I don't think Josh Allen's good enough to hit the cornerbacks. So I don't think Josh Allen's going to have a very good game. He's going to need a rushing touchdown. I mean, I mean, there's a chance he might get it. The, the Jets were not great against uh, the rush last season. What about the pass catchers? Um, you have Zay Jones. 
you have uh, John Brown, you have Cole Beasley. Are you starting any of these guys? You know, you'd like to because the Jets' defense isn't great. They're secondary, at least. If I had to take a shot at one, John Brown, all you need is one deep pass to do something. And, you know, it's not like they have great cornerbacks outside of Tremaine Johnson, who was awful, also pretty awful last year. I will say this, Daryl Roberts, who they got from the Colts, not a bad corner. And I think that a lot of people are sleeping on the fact that, look, it's not like he makes their secondary great. But if you have Tremaine Johnson, who's a you know pretty good player, and he gets shit on a lot, but PFF gave him a 75 grade last year. And for me, when I was watching him, I was like, people are shitting on him, but a lot of this has to do with the fact that the Jets have absolutely no pass rush. And that should be better this season. So I think Tremaine Johnson's a little better than people are saying. And they have one of the best safety combos in the league. So this, the Jets secondary is not as bad as people might make it out to be. I mean, sure, but this week against the Bills offense, I wait. I mean, I'm agreeing with you. I, I just got confused. I'm agreeing <laughs> with you. Especially this week against the Bills offense, we'll see that it's not that bad. I'm not starting Bills wide receivers. Uh, what about Tyler Croft, the tight end? They gave him a big shit ton of money. Just mind fucked myself. No, I'm not starting Tyler Croft, man. Come on. <laughs> Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Dawson Knox. Name. Okay. Drop. No, that's it. <laughs> All right, let's go over to uh, the next game, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Uh, let's start on the Jacksonville side. Nick Foles all of a sudden appeared on the injured list this week with an abdominal injury. Um, that's really bad news. Hopefully he plays. If he does play, um, everyone's favorite guy, D.D. Uh, Westbrook, he starts the season off against one of the better slot corners in the league in Kendall Fuller. So uh, and not the easiest matchup there. Uh, they also have Marquise Lee and Chris Conley who I've heard a lot of people in the consensus say, don't sleep on Chris Conley. Um, how do you feel about the pass catching options for the Jaguars this week? Um, I'll just hop into Foles and all of them. I think Foles, a lot of quarterbacks, at least 10 of them last season, I believe, threw multiple touchdowns against the Chiefs last year. So it's a good spot for Foles. I think that the Chiefs I mean, are going to be a lot better this year, though, with, with the addition of Tyron Matthew, um, the addition of Alex Okafor, Frank, Frank Clark. Uh, they still have Chris Jones. Um, I think that they're gonna have a better pass rush. They're younger, they're faster, and yo, when the honey, wherever the honey badger goes, defenses get better. I and mean, if you let me finish, I was gonna say Foles is still a French QB too. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, so we agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then his pass catchers, Kendall Fuller is a good slot corner, probably the best cornerback on the Browns. Sorry, Chiefs. Um, and that's where Didi. you don't want to attack them. So, and that's where Didi's gonna be. You're gonna, he's going to need to be peppered with targets to do something. Marquis Lee might play, which would be a great story. We really hope he comes back and plays well. Someone we liked last year in drafts. But I don't love starting any of these guys. Conley, Chark, Lee, I'm not touching at all. Westbrook, I think it was a more of a wide receiver four this week than wide receiver three that people want him to be. Yeah, I've, I, I didn't even consider DJ Chark. I think DJ Chark is like a fringe DFS play if you if you want to take a chance on someone having a long touchdown. Um, what about Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette looked really good in this preseason. He has a stranglehold in his backfield. He's going to get the carries. Um, I'm He's locked and loaded for me. I'm I'm excited about starting Fournette this week. Yeah, I have him as a RB2 um, mid-range. I, he's being rated a lot higher around um, other places, but... I just think that the game script might not be in that favor, and we haven't really seen Fournette be a great pass catching back when team when the team is 
down and they don't have Ryan Grant anymore. So maybe he'll take over that role, but I don't think it's going to be a typical, you know, control the pace, give it to Fournette type game for the Jags. Uh, let's move over to one of the best, um, one of the best offenses in the leagues last year, and that's obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, let's start in the backfield with the Kansas City Chiefs because that's what everyone wants to talk about. LaShawn McCoy versus uh, Damian Williams. You've been on the Damian Williams hype train, Jason. You're not embarrassed of it. You shouldn't be. Um, me, I think McCoy is going to have a pretty big role in this team. He's familiar with Andy Reid, and his game is speed, and if you get him out in the open, and Andy Reid's really good at getting running backs out in the open, he can make something happen. Um, who do you prefer, and are both these guys some are startable? And let's let's throw Darwin Thompson into the mix. Although I think the Darwin Thompson hype is one of the most ludicrous things that we've ever heard, and we're gonna look back in in four weeks and say to ourselves, why did anyone even say the name Darwin Thompson? I mean, we haven't. So yeah, we Darwin haven't. Thompson but there's a lot of people out there that uh, like to argue I with us on Twitter a, that have. It's a no-brainer that Damian Williams is the guy you start this week. And McCoy, I probably wouldn't start. I'd give it a week to see what's going to go on there. They've said that they're going to be co-starter, stuff of that sort. But, you know, Williams has been the guy all offseason. He's still the starter. McCoy is just coming in now. And this is a team where you want to start the running back. And it's going to be interesting to see how they split the work this week. Um, something we should keep an eye on. But th- I'm starting Damian Williams as an RB2 this week. McCoy, I don't want to – I don't trust yet. Let's go over to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill last year was up and down. And when you're talking about uh, a guy who has a chance to be up and down, he's going against Jalen Ramsey, who last year when he went up against Jalen Ramsey, he had four catches for 61 yards, no touchdowns, um, two rushing attempts for 26 yards. So definitely held in check uh, by Jalen Ramsey. Do you think that this is a game that Tyreek Hill can beat that one-on-one matchup? Of course. He could beat anyone in a one-on-one matchup. Now, if they were playing someone like the Raiders, you'd be like, oh, Tyreek Hill is going to be the wide receiver one this week. Going up against Jalen Ramsey, you say Tyreek Hill might be the best wide receiver two this week. It's really about if they're going to hit that deep ball. And it's the first week, so there might be a little bit of rust and they might not connect on the deep ball like we want them to. Talking about Hill and Mahomes. But Hill is still a guy that you need to start and throw out there because he could break off a play in any second. Uh, Jacksonville is pretty good against a tight end last year, but Travis Kelsey is pretty good against everybody. Um, Travis Kelsey, is he your tight end one this week? I mean, if the Jags were vulnerable to anyone last year was tight ends, they allowed eight touchdowns to them, and then Kelsey put up five and 100. So Kelsey, per usual, is the tight end one. Um, Sammy Watkins, another option on this side. Uh, He goes up against A.J. Boye, who I wouldn't say he had a down year, but compared to the previous two seasons, he definitely did not play as well. Uh, Sammy Watkins... He looked good in the preseason, looked fresh, looked as fast as always. How do you feel about Sammy Watkins this week? You know, it's not like he has a break because A.J. Boye is on the other side of Ramsey. And I saw this Mike Tagliera fantasy post. Great stat. The Jaguars only allowed 131 yards to receivers last year per game. That's to all wide receivers. So if we expect Hill to put up, I don't know, 80 yards, that leaves 50 for Watkins if he's the only other receiver catching it. Watkins... I really like where he was going in the draft. Solid wide receiver three. He'll probably put up those numbers every week. This isn't the game where you you should expect much. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good uh, uh, secondary out there. But they do they do Barry Church right now is out there and he was not re-signed. So interesting because Barry Church, I feel like had a couple of good seasons um, for the Jaguars, but they chose not to bring him back, and no one's really choosing to bring him in, which is uh, surprising to me. Um, Pat Mahomes. 
I mean, do we really have to talk about Pat Mahomes? I, I mean, maybe we do because Jacksonville obviously is a is an above average defense. They weren't the defense that that lit the world on fire the year before, but they were still a top five defense last year. Um, does do you like curb your expectations for for Pat Mahomes this this week? I think you have to curb your expectations. I mean, he was a beast last year, and even then, he didn't throw a touchdown against the Jaguars when they played. But it's an it's a, another year for Mahomes. He's going to improve, even if the numbers don't necessarily show it. You have to start him. He still threw for over 300 yards against the Jags last year. Yeah, you you expect greatness with Mahomes. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? Mikael Hardman, maybe something like that. Uh, no, I'm not touching Hall Hardman or uh, Hardman or Robinson or anyone or Jeff Swain. All right, let's move on to the next game then, the Indianapolis Colts at the Los Angeles Chargers. Let's start on the Chargers side. Another really good kept secret is that the Chargers offensive line really sucks, and that gives me a little bit of worry on what they are going to be able to do um, offensively. Uh, with that being said, though, I really think that uh, this is a good offense with a very good quarterback and a very good um, situation. Although with Melvin Gordon out, you wonder how much losing – a player with the third most touches in the league is going to hurt them. It's going to be an interesting test here because if Melvin Gordon leaves and there's really no drop off, like you got to remember, Le'Veon Bell left, yes, but James Conner was a second round pick and the best player on his team and player of the year in his conference in college. So it's not like you're you're replacing him with a scrub. You're replacing him with a another really good player. So now you're talking about a seventh round rookie in Josh Jackson a pass catching back in Austin Eckler, this is going to be a real test of uh, do these running backs really make a giant difference? So this is going to be the first test for that. Let's talk about these running backs. Josh Jackson, Austin Eckler, how do you feel about them in this game? I said in the heat wave, the running backs last season put up wide receiver two numbers. It was was something like 70 catches, 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. And that's what we expect when we see Austin Eckler, that he's going to be in the pass catching game. And then, when you look at the Colts, they don't have the best run defense. You expect the Chargers to lead this game, especially with Andrew Luck retired. So I think that Austin Eckler is a decent RB2 option, and Justin Jackson is also a decent flex play because if they take a lead and they're going to have to run the ball out, Jackson could end up finding the end zone on a rush. Uh, should be a pretty even split with Eckler seeing more work, more of the important work, more of the uh, pass-catching work. But I think both have upside this week. Um 25th in DVOA were the Indianapolis Colts against the running back out of the backfield last year. So a good opportunity for Austin Eckler here. Uh, let's go to the outside. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, um, also Travis Benjamin. Uh, but, yeah, you're not probably not starting Travis Benjamin. How do you feel about Williams and Keenan Allen in this game? I like Keenan Allen because I like Keenan Allen every game. Um, how do you feel about Mike Williams, who's one of the more, I, I would say, you know, unknowns in this fantasy season? You know, Mike Williams was very good last season when he played a lot of snaps, and now he's playing a lot of snaps. Um, It's funny because his efficiency is what people love about him. It's also what scares them away. You know, there needs to be a regression. Oh, he scored so many touchdowns on limited plays. So I think this is going to be a very telling year for Mike Williams. This is a great game to start because the matchup is juicy. Um, Who's their best cornerback, the Colts? Pierre Desir? So it's not likely that um, Williams is going to be dealing with too much of an issue. It should be a decent game for Phillip Rivers to rack up some fantasy points. Keenan Allen, I expect to do well out of the slot. Williams could end up with a classic game that you drafted him for. Five catchers, 80 yards, touchdown. 
Um, let's go over to the tight end, Hunter Henry. On the way back, uh, Indianapolis was one of the worst um, in DVOA against the tight end last season. So this is a team that's vulnerable against the tight end and uh, 29th, by the way. And he wants to make probably wants to make an impression on his way back. Do you like Hunter Henry in this game? Oh, I love him. Yeah, I mean, me the too. Colts last him. year allowed almost 80 percent uh, reception percentage to tight ends. Which 80 yards a game. Certainly bad. 80 no, yards like 80 percent of receptions were caught to tight ends. Like and absurdly bad for eighty yards a game from the tight end, which is also absurdly oh. bad. Yeah, so they led the league. They gave up the most yards per game to the tight end in the league last year. Fire him up! Uh, oh man, I did. I didn't realize it was that bad. Honestly, um, Philip Rivers is he a quarterback one this week? I have him as a back end quarterback, a uh, uh, front end quarterback two. Um, Philip Rivers is Philip Rivers. He's always going to put up quarterback two numbers. You're just hoping that it's the week that he puts up more than that. And I think that this might not be the week. I'd be saying things differently if Andrew Luck was uh, running the job for the Colts. But I think that the Rivers are going to win this one. And the Chargers are going to win this one. Rivers isn't going to have to do too much towards the end of the game. Let's move on to the Indianapolis Colts side. Jacoby Brissett, he's the new quarterback. Just got himself a nice, shiny two-year, $30 million contract. Um, his pass cap, obviously you're not starting him. Um, this week, but someone to keep an eye out on if you're in a two-quarterback league, especially if you were the Andrew Luck owner. Um, just putting that out there, but not this week. Got to see what he's going to do here. But he is a big, big factor on these guys, uh, these wide receivers. Now, another big factor, Derwin James, not in the game, one of the best safeties in the league. He's uh, he's replaced by Nasir Adderley, a rookie. So you have T.Y. Hilton, you got Devin Funches, Eli Rogers in the slot. Um, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron in the tight end position. How do you feel about these pass catchers in Indianapolis? I don't love them at all. Um, they have a good secondary. Casey Edwards probably going to be on T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Yeah. Hilton has struggled in his career without Andrew Luck, predictably so. His replacements aren't that good. And I'm not of the belief that Jacoby Brissett is this savior for the Colts. A lot of people think he's going to be great at I, I literally have no idea what they've looked at throughout his career to think that. Yeah, I agree with you, man. He doesn't stand out at all. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're gonna still going to survive. Their roster's that so talented. Their roster's not that talented. It's a bunch no, of average dudes. They have one of the worst running backs in the league, and <laughs> Brissett's not that good. So T.Y. Hilton this week, don't love him. He's a wide receiver three at best. Um, are you starting any of the tight end options? Uh, with the switch to Brissett, I'd say Doyle is a better play than Ebron. Um, we've seen Doyle in the past do well with Jacoby Brissett. Got a shitload of targets from, um, and uh, from Brissett, I'd rather take the shot there. But either way, I don't love either of them. You want to talk about an ADP fall? I went to Europe. Eric Ebron was the tight end six off the board. I come back from Europe, and he's going undrafted in leagues. Yeah, he was a bad pick even before Luck was gone. That so. is a, but that's a giant fall from six to undrafted. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Marlon Mack, uh, you obviously, your feelings about Marlon Mack are well documented, but at the same time, um, in this game in particularly then, uh, what can we expect from Marlon Mack? Not much. The Chargers were ninth in the league against the Rush last year, and in terms of DVOA against the pass catching back, 23rd. So vulnerable, but not too vulnerable. Chargers have a very good run defense, and Marlon Mack is uh, 
the poster boy of game script. So I don't love him this week. I'm I'm gonna avoid him. What about Naheem Hines? Naheem Hines is the guy who replaces Mac in game script type games where they have to pass. But with Andrew Luck no longer throwing those passes, that value drops significantly. You think so? Even though Brissett is, I would say, more likely to check down more. I think Naheem Hines actually gets a tiny bump. I disagree because Hines had a shitload of work last year. He did. Andrew Luck You're right. was the rare good quarterback that threw to running backs and tight ends. That's true. That's true. I can't argue with you on that one. You got me. Um, let's. Uh, we already did the Chargers, right? Yeah. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? We Gucci kid. Chester Rogers is throwing that name out there because you shouldn't start him. And we talk about everyone. Yes, we do. Let's talk about more players. Uh, oh, man. This game has, I think, the blowout potential of the week. The Bengals at the Seahawks. Um, let's start with the Cincinnati side because um, there's not much to like there besides two guys. Uh, Tyler Boyd is probably going to be the the primary pass catcher. Uh, the, not probably, definitely going to be because the guy starting uh, on the opposite side of him is Damian Willis, an undrafted free agent, which tells you something about John Ross. Uh, John Ross can't crack the lineup, um, which is bad news for him. So, Tyler Boyd, how are you feeling about Tyler Boyd in a matchup where he'll probably be going up against Shaquille Griffin, who is one of the, is is not a good, is not one of the better tight ends or, or I mean, uh, cornerbacks or Trey Flowers. Again, this is a weak cornerback duo. Yeah, they might even have. Kalen Reed or Akeem King out there. Either way, Tyler we'll Boyd. And if, if Boyd lines up in the slot in three wide receiver sets. Tyler Boyd's really the only option for um, Andy Dalton to throw to at this point. And I think that Seattle's going to be leading in this game um, from the get-go, which means they're going to have to pass a lot. So I think that Tyler Boyd is in for a good day. Uh, Michael's love will have a nice week one. Michael's love uh, impacted me in our, in our home draft. I was... Uh, I was, um, what do you call, uh, looking at a, few, a couple guys, and Tyler Boyd was there, and I'm just like, yo, if Michael loves him this much, he was on Robert, he was on the Robert Woods train last year. I got, I got to trust Michael. That was a Michael pick. I made it, I made it legitimately on Michael's advice. Don't think that Michael wasn't upset about it. Brodo fantasy, where we listen to each other's advice too. <laughs> um, uh, let, let's talk about Joe Mixon. Uh, Joe Mixon probably going to get a lot of touches in this game against a pretty good run defense. How do you feel about Joe Mixon? Gio Bernard just signed a two-year, $10.3 million contract, making him one of the highest-paid running backs in the league. After bringing in a new He got more coach, than Mark Ingram. After bringing in a new head coach, after them saying that Bernard's going to be um, used more often, after they drafted Rodney Anderson and the other running back that they drafted, Rodney Anderson out the year. But the point is, they it seems like they don't want Joe Mixon to be that every down back. Uh, he might be, and they might have thrown $5 million at Bernard for no reason. I think it's going to be like a Zeke situation where like once every three drives, you're going to see that it's going to be Bernard only. It's going to be Mixon, Mixon, Bernard. Mixon, Mixon, Bernard. Mixon, Mixon, Bernard. I mean, that could be the case. Either way, I don't think this is a great game for Mixon because the Seahawks, I think, are going to win pretty easily, and the Mixon will need to be involved in the pass game. The idea is that Joe Bernard is going to be doing that this year. So this game will probably be telling um, as to what Joe Mixon's role is going to be. You still got to roll him out as an RB2 because the odds are he's going to get a lot of work and volume is important in fantasy. I was I was just about to say the exact same thing. Great minds think alike, Jason. This is going to be a great litmus test this game because I really do think that the Bengals are going to be in a negative game script here. They're going to have to throw a lot. 
Is Joe Mixon the pass catching back that everyone thinks he is? Is he the three down back that everyone thinks he is? This is going to be a great opportunity to find out. Um, Tyler Eifert at tight end. Any interest in starting Tyler Eifert? Listen, CJ Uzoma was better in the preseason. So if you're going to start a tight end in the Cincinnati, it's Uzoma. And why would you even do that? Uh, Andy Dalton. He has no, I'm not touching him this week. I think the Seahawks. I'm starting the Seahawks defense in a couple of leagues. Yeah. Uh, I think this isn't going to be pretty. 13% owned. Seattle. If they're out there and you're streaming defenses, go drop whatever defense that you have. You know what's they're, funny? The, those people, everyone who drafted, who is like real quick to draft the Bears, they get the Packers week one. Um, everyone who was real quick to draft the Jaguars, uh, they get Kansas City week one. And then you got C- uh, Seattle, who's owned in 13% of leagues, who is probably going to be the highest scoring defense in the, next week. I mean, this is why you don't pick defenses early. Vegas is projecting a game along the lines of 25 to like 16 or like something of that sort. So it's a good uh, Seattle's favorite, but nine and a half. You're projecting uh, Seattle's defense to do well this week. And, and I'm certainly believing in that. And you got to remember, they get Jadavion Clowney. And you saw this with Cleo Mack last year. They got him around the same time. You don't have to be – when you're on defense, you don't really have to be integrated into the system. It's put your hand in the fucking ground, get to the quarterback, or fill a hole. So he's going to come in, and he's going to have an impact right away. So I, I really like the impact that he possibly has on this game. Let's go over to Seattle. Um, the pass-catching options in Seattle are one of the uh, – you know, one of the – Real mysteries. And if there's a strength on this team uh, for the Bengals, it is the secondary. <coughs> William Jackson had a really good year two years ago, backed it up with a decent year last year. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick is a good cornerback. Um, they got Sean Williams at safety. They got Jesse Bates at safety, which are two. It's a pretty good safety combination. They're, they have horrible linebackers, but their defensive line is good. Uh, with that being said, the pass catching options. There's really only one option right now, bless you, good sir, and that's Tyler Lockett uh, taking over the Doug Baldwin role. There's really not a lot around him. John Brown got released and then picked back up. DK Metcalf was dealing with an injury throughout the offseason. Uh, David Moore is injured. Lockett is someone who's going to put up numbers, and I really think that. I think uh, Lockett is my true throw value darling this season because Russell Wilson had the second most valuable throw last year. So Lockett only needs to see seven targets a game to be a great wide receiver this year. And I think that he'll see that many targets a game. So I'm firing up Lockett. Um, his The other options like DK Metcalf and Jerron Brown are not as nice. Jerron um, Brown definitely don't start him because he got released. Uh, they picked him back up. Oh. yeah. I feel like so, quite the dick. It's all good because uh, you shouldn't start him anyway. Because oh. I think it's going to be a very run-heavy game. DK Metcalf. Yo, man. I'm, I think he might make a splash coming on. I think he might want to make a splash. I think he might catch no. a big one. DFS no. play. Just saying. Here's here's something that I like. I like Chris Carson and Rashad Penny in this game. I think that this is going to be a blowy-outy game, like, uh, like a, a Seattle blowout. They're not going to score over 33 points, 32 points. Uh, but they'll still blow them out, scoring 28. So I think that Carson and Penny both get enough carries to carry them to running back two, running back three area this year. What say you? I mean, this game. What say you? I have Chris Carson as my running back seven overall at the moment this Bang. week. You reached uh, for him in our home draft. Took him in the third round. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like the other players around him, and I really wanted him and didn't think he'd fall to me in the fourth. Uh, I think he's being undervalued this year. He's going to get a lot of work, even if Penny 
mixes in a little bit. Fire up Carson this week. And this is a game where Penny could even be a flex play because the Bengals are really bad through the air against running backs too. But I would not trust Penny this week. It's week one. We don't really know what his role is going to look like. Um, Let's go over to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson um, is not probably not the best uh, option this year in fantasy, but a pretty good matchup here. You're never going to get a big-time performance about Russell Wilson. He's more of a low-floor, low-ceiling kind of guy. So if you're running Russell Wilson out there, then that's what you should expect. I think he's a back-end QB1. It's a great matchup. The issue here is that it's the game script. Um, is he going to be able to throw enough? Uh, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I think he's safe enough to where before they start destroying the Bengals, he'll have a decent amount. And then if he runs a little bit too, it'll be a nice game. Uh, anyone else you want to talk about in this game? No, negative. Let's move over to the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. Another team I like is the, the Lions defense this year, man. I love the Lions defense this year. I really do, and I really like them in this game. Name a better off uh, defensive line than Trey Flowers, Mike Daniels, Snacks Harrison, Deshaun Hand. You can't. That's a really, really good offensive line. I mean, defensive line, especially against the run, uh, which leads me to David Johnson. Uh, how do you feel about David Johnson in this game? David Johnson, David Johnson. I have him as my running back 10 at the moment, I believe, maybe a little higher. 11. I, this is really tricky, right? This whole Cardinals offense is tricky. This It's really – it's so tricky because they have a What's terrible offensive like? line. They have a quarterback that I'm taller than – um, they have a uh, Michael Crabtree and Larry Fitzgerald, which would have been a bomb combination in 2011. You know, it's just like, man, well, I can't figure this team out. Yeah, I and mean, Christian Kirk, and, I can't forget Christian Kirk. But they do have Damon Harrison. They have Mike Daniels, as you were saying. You were naming the players on that team. This isn't a week where you love the Cardinals' backfield. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of panic at the end of the week about whether David Johnson is going to be as good as people thought he'd be when they drafted him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, all right, let's continue. Uh, anyone else? Uh, what about Kyler Murray in this in this game? I'm not starting a rookie quarterback. Um, his first game ever. Again, it's an offense we don't really know. Charles Clay? Charles Clay, what? <laughs> uh, start I mean, he's the starting tight end. For what it's worth, uh, Charles Clay, the official, the official bye week tight end of the NFL. Uh, you ready to go over to the Lions side? Uh, we're not going to talk about the wide receivers. I mean, you kind of touched on them. If you want to go in depth, go ahead. I mean, I didn't really talk about them, um, but Fitz think, and bro? Kirk, basically the two guys you want to look at right now. Uh, Andy Isabella is not a name that you want to look at yet. You know, Michael Crabtree even signed there uh, after rumors that he wouldn't sign. So. What are we really doing here? What are we looking at? What's this offense going to look like? We don't really know. Uh, the Lions aren't the worst defense to figure this out against, but they have a very good run defense, which means they're going to put a lot on the plate of a rookie quarterback. That's not always pretty. If I'm going to go with someone, Christian Kirk is a decent wide receiver. Three option. Fitz might get enough work where it's like a PPR play. Uh, but Justin Coleman's a pretty decent slot corner. The Lions grabbed him from Seattle, so I don't love the Cardinals this week. Man, I'm telling you, this Lions defense has a really good chance to be good. A really, really good chance to be good. 
And I don't say the Lions are going to be good a lot. I really think this Lions defense has a really, really good chance to be good. And we're going to see it this week. I, I really, I like the, the Lions defense. And I don't think there's any Cardinal that I'm excited to own this week. Let's go over to Detroit and their offense. Um, Carryon Johnson is one of my favorite guys. He goes up against a team that... Darren Bevel, Bevel, Bevel. Yeah, I think he's going to get peppered with targets. I think he's going to get a bunch of carries. I think he scores a touchdown or two in this game. I think that he's a top five running back in this game. Top five is a, a stretch. I mean, that's a stretch for anyone, really, though, if we're being honest. I think it's a yeah. great game for him, though. The Cardinals' defense isn't the best defense in the world. It's a game where the Lions should expect it to be pretty well, to do pretty well. So it's it'll be a pretty fun game for Karrion Johnson. I agree with you. Um, what about the pass catching options? You got Galladay and Jones Jr. on the outside. Uh, Peterson, the uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Patrick Peterson serving a suspension in the first four games. So he gets Kevin Peterson. Uh, <laughs> not exactly the Peterson you want. And then Byron Murphy, the slot corner, the rookie. Man, I really think this could be a blowout on the line side. Yeah, uh, G-Baby. That's what I'm calling Galladay for now on just because I felt like it now. Um, shout out to Hardball. G-Baby is going to have a good game. Uh, there's not a lot on the outside to stop him. And I think that he had a decent um, – his 16-game uh, ex- ex- explorate. I don't forget the word I'm looking for. But if you take what he did after Golden Tate left over 16 games, it was solid numbers. Wide receiver, two by the end of the year numbers. Extrapolate. Uh, extrapolate, that's the word. So I expect Kenny Galladay to do well. Um, what about TJ Hawkinson? Uh, no, he's a rookie wide receiver, a tight end. So fuck out of here with that. I'd rather talk about Marvin Jones or um, Danny Amendola. Amendola playing the slot, which Golden Tate left. We even saw Bruce Ellington pre- be pretty decent there. But I think it's a game where we might not need the slot wide receiver much because um, we expect the Lions to lead, to use Carrion Johnson, to use Galladay. I think Marvin Jones is going to be a little bit more boom bust than Galladay. So he's more of a wide receiver three. Amendola is a full PPR wide receiver four five option. I like Amendola this week. I think Byron Murphy, whenever you have a rookie corner in this first game, you're going to want to exploit that. And I think they Byron that. Murphy. Yeah, I, I really like, I really love these matchups. I, I'm thinking about starting. Who would you start, Marvin Jones or Josh Gordon this week? Oh, Josh Gordon, easy. Hmm, interesting. Because I'm thinking about starting Marvin Jones. The question Jones should be Galladay or Gordon. Mm, I don't know. Which is Galladay. Um, Matt Stafford no longer has a broken back. Uh, if you like all of his pass catching options, you got to like Matt Stafford this week, no? Not necessarily. I said that I expect Amendola to catch some passes. I expect Galladay to do well. I think this would be a nice carry on Johnson game. Uh, I'm not trusting Stafford. He was pretty awful last year. I'll, I'll wait and see with him. All right. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? I'm good, dog. 49ers at the Buccaneers is next up on the docket. Um, let's continue with – let's start with the Buccaneers. I mean, not continue. Uh, look, it's time. All this hype in the offseason of the Bruce Arians machine coming in. It's time to find out what they're made of. They still have a terrible offensive line, but everything around the offensive line is above average, and it's going to depend on Jameis Winston. Let's start with everyone's favorite guy, Chris Godwin. Uh, he's – He's going to match up in the slot most of the time against Kawan Williams. Um, also going up against Akela Weatherspoon, who is not a great corner. As long as he avoids Richard Sherman, which will probably keep Rashard Perriman on that side to occupy Richard Sherman, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin will probably eat in this game. 
Yeah, I think they're both um, great options. Uh, Mike Evans might see Richard Sherman, which isn't he's not as good as he used to be, but that's not you know. Richard Sherman how... stays on one side, and Bruce Arians smart enough, I think, to avoid Richard Sherman. Uh, that's why I said he might see a little bit of Sherman. He's not definitely not going to be there the whole time. I think I I love Godwin in this offense. It's just the Larry Fitzgerald role in the Bruce Arians offense is what you want. Rashad Perriman on the other side, some people think that he might be relevant. Let's not know. Um, I think Evans and Godwin will have great games, though. Uh, yeah, I, I love them a lot this week. This week, And, I mean, if there's one thing that's going to fuck up things, it's the fact that the offensive line against a really good uh, San Francisco defensive line all of a sudden. Their worst player, Salomon Thomas, who was the number two overall pick, he kind of he moves back to his original position. Uh, D. Ford comes over. He's a pass rushing extraordinaire. DeForest Buckner's a pretty good player. And then, of course, you got Nick Bosa. So now you have – and you have Quan Alexander added to that team. They had a lot of upgrades, the San Francisco defense. So if there's anything that's going to ruin things, it's the fact that they're going to might get pressure. And if they do get pressure, we know Jameis Winston loves throwing to his tight end. Um, I love O.J. Howard, one of the highest-ranked tight ends on PFF last year, and he just passes the eye test in every single way. Uh, how do you feel about O.J. Uh, Howard in this game? I mean, he literally has the best yards per target ever in the history of the NFL for tight ends. So, And the 49ers are not a, a tough defense to have against tight ends. I think even like Jimmy Graham did well against them last year, which is nuts. So you fire up O.J. Howard. All right. Um, let's talk about the running back situation. Three-headed monster in the backfield. Wale. Yeah, I wouldn't call him Dare. So you got Barber, you got Jones, you got Dare. Is this a cannibalistic situation where they're not only cannibalize each other, but they're cannibalizing three skinny guys and they're hardly getting anything to eat even though they're eating each other? Yeah, it's more of a what the fudge is going to happen type situation. Honestly, Wale, if he's really the pass catching back in an Arians, Arians offense, that's the guy you want. Uh, but this week, it's tough to trust either of them. Barber is listed as a starter, so throw him out there as your second flex spot if you need to. Uh, but that's about it. Jameis Winston? Yeah, Winston's a decent option. Um, the 49ers' pass defense is not great. We expect... Godwin, um, Evans, and Howard to do pretty well, and the running game to not do too well. Uh, they should throw a lot, which means Winston will put up some numbers. All right, let's move over now to the San Francisco side. Jimmy G, uh, he is now going to be the guy. Uh, a couple weeks, uh, years ago, he was the the darling of anyone, everyone. Gets this big contract for San Francisco after leading them to five wins after them getting one win before that. Then last year he comes out kind of cold, tears his ACL. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, is he a guy that you're considering starting this week? I have him as a mid-range quarterback too, which means I have him at like 16 or something, which means he's definitely in the streaming conversation if you need to pick up a quarterback and stream him. Tampa Bay defense is atrocious. Uh, they, their yards per attempt last year was over eight, which like was just unheard of. Um, so if you need to stream, Garoppolo can have a good game, especially because we expect it to be a shootout type game. The over-under in Vegas is 49.5, which is pretty high. George Kittle is a great player, and he's in a great offense that gets him the ball open. One of the more ridiculous things I've heard this year was that George Kittle is going to take a step back um, because he doesn't have a 
uh, rapport with Garoppolo. Do you know what his rapport with Garoppolo is? He's going to be open all the goddamn time because he's so good. Um, how do you feel? Also, yeah, how do you feel about him? Even if his yards, he broke the record for yards. All right, reduction. Uh, Without regression, get five <laughs> touchdowns. Catch a few more touchdowns, and that makes up for it. So yeah. please, and it's a great matchup for it. So fire Kittle up. No, possibly tight end one this week. Um, what about the outside options? You got Dante Pettis. You got Marquise Goodwin. Dante Pettis, after all that hype of he has to earn his spot, blah 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 blah. Here he is as the number one wide receiver on the team. Uh, I, 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 Chris, uh, what do you, I'm sorry, Marquise Goodwin. I had like a brain fart right there. Marquise Goodwin. He has a great rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo. I was just talking about how rapport doesn't really matter, but when it does when you don't get open as much as George Kittle. Uh, how do you feel about these two pass catchers? Yeah, I mean, Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd probably not going to play. Goodwin's going to start on the outside, be a deep ball threat. Debo Samuel's a rookie. That means Pettis is a pretty attractive option. I think he's a decent wide receiver four option. Maybe you could throw him out there as a wide receiver three, even with the negative set about him this preseason because he's going to be on the field, and the Bucks secondary is not very good. And it's not like Marquise Goodwin is going to catch every ball. I also think Marquise Goodwin has decent wide receiver three appeal. Because all I got to do is connect one time for a touchdown. We've seen Jimmy G and Goodwin uh, connect for touchdowns in the past. He just won a million dollars for being the fastest man on earth. Um, obviously, he was an Olympic champion. Whoever went against him was stupid. Um, let's talk about that backfield. Matt Breida offici- uh, listed on the unofficial depth chart as the starter, um, which we kind of saw coming on this show. Um I know Matt Breed is like my son, I feel like. I feel like a proud father when I'm talking about him. I, I took a chance on him in the fifth round last year. Son. Uh, love Matt. Love me some Matt Breida. Um, and then you got Tevin Coleman, who I think is there's room for two guys in this college. We've seen a Kyle Shanahan offense have room for two fantasy viable guys, especially in a situation where you're facing one of the worst defenses in the league um, who has their biggest upgrade is, again, a rookie. Um, in Devin White and Ndamukong Su, who's more of a run stuffer than a pass rusher. So I like both of these guys. I actually prefer Matt Breida this week, but I do like them both as well. Um, I also prefer Matt Breida. like them both. Breida has a running back two option. Coleman may be more of a flex. But both should be able to see enough work to be viable against the Bucks. It's not going to be a great um, defensive battle, that's for sure. All right, let's get on to our next matchup in a NFC East slobber knocker. The New York Giants face the Dallas Cowboys at That's a the, slobber knocker. The Dallas Cowboys. You know, they're they're you know, they, they have history. There's history here. Um let's start on the on the uh cowboy side because the news is that Ezekiel Elliott is the richest running back in the league. Six years $90 million, $50 million guaranteed. Um, he's back. They say he should get 20 to 25 touches. You slot him in right away, and no, and whoever was going to start Tony Pollard, sorry, buddy. Yeah, that sucks because I took him in, like, the seventh round. I felt like with the people there, the risk was worth it, and I knew that he might not play at all, but you don't lose your draft in the seventh round, but you could win it. You saw what Connor did last year. Zeke is back now. I mean, fire him up. The Giants don't even have Snacks Harrison anymore, so it's yeah. like, who are they going to have that's going to stop Zeke? A bunch of guys who they oh, drafted that haven't been good. Um, and and don't listen to these assholes who say that uh, – assholes might be mean. But who say that Pollard is going to have a role with Zeke on the team. No, please. he's not. Please. Travis Frederick. Like Samuel, right? <laughs> Travis Fre- – <laughs> yeah, those people got quiet real quick. Travis Frederick uh, at center. Shout out to him. He's back after a life-threatening uh, disease almost uh, took – 
his ability not only to play football but walk, but he's back. Jason Witten also back. Let's talk about these pass-catching options. Um, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb. I like Cooper a lot in this game. Um, he's going against a secondary that is atrocious. And I also like Michael Gallup in this game. And you know what? Maybe a little Randall Cobb. When you're going up against a, a New York Giants defense whose best player is Jabil Preppers, I want all the pass-catching options. And Alex Ogletree, too, who can't guard a running back out of the backfield for his life is an even bigger reason to get Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good week to start Cowboys. You didn't even mention Dak Prescott, did you? You're talking about his weapons, but I think Dak is even a very good option here this week. Uh, he killed the Giants last year, and in this game, he might even run in for a touchdown. The only thing here, the only issue is game script. But maybe with uh, Ezekiel Elliott not being around for a little bit, they're not going to run him into the ground, and they'll use Dak a little bit more. It's a good game for Cooper to blow up. But again, it also might be a game where it goes 420. So who really knows with Amari Cooper? 420, man. <laughs> um, let's go over to the New York side of the Let ball. Let me just say, yeah. Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb, I'm not starting until really? more notice. Yeah. I-, I like Michael Gallup. I think that he built a rapport with Dak over, the, over last season and the preseason. I think that he gets his shot this year. He's a big dude, man. I like him. Um, let's go over to the Giants side. They're missing Golden Tate, uh, so that's going to be a big miss. Uh, Ster- the Sterling Shepard news, the last you heard, is he playing? Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, last I heard, he's playing. But I also Doesn't heard that there's a chance nope. that he won't play. Um, look, they their offensive line is good, the Giants. And they got better adding Brad Zietler. Um, Kevin Ziegler, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking about Brad Ziegler. Uh, shout out to Brad Ziegler, who's in two of my leagues with me in the same division. Shout out to the, the side armor. Um, I, I don't see how you could start anyone on this team that's not named Saquon Barkley. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people starting Sterling Shepard as a wide receiver three, and sure, right? Like, the volume might be there, and the defense isn't great in uh, New York, but I think Evan Ingram is the only pass catcher that. I'd consider obviously we're gonna start Barkley, right? But Evan Ingram, uh, without OBJ in his career, has been pretty great, averaging around 13 PPR points a game, I believe. Oh, uh, I forgot about Evan Ingram. How could I forget about him? I love me some Evan Ingram this year, man. I th- yeah, me too. And the I reports are that he's gonna be massively involved in the offense. Give me all the Evan Ingram, all of it. Ingram all is the whole it. offense. I, oh man, I I got I just recently got him in the sixth round of a draft, and I could not have been happier. And we're about to have a draft in a little bit, uh, the Tingle draft. Shout out to the Tingle. And I want Evan Ingram in that draft too. Now I'm going to take him from you. <laughs> well, good. I want to make you reach for him. Um, all right. Uh, next up on the docket, Steelers at the Patriots in a classic AFC matchup. For the last 10 Fist. years, For the last ten years, this is the matchup that you want to see in the AFC every single time. I'm excited time. about this one. Everyone is. Uh, this is going to be a great game. Uh, so let's Yo, start. The- by the way, yeah. real quick. New England favored by six? Ooh. I think they're sleeping on Pittsburgh because they weren't a That's playoff high. team last year. They weren't a playoff team last year. A lot, though. Um, New England, they lose their center. They're all-world center. So uh, not not good news, but, you know, they're the Patriots. So next guy up. Uh, Joe Hayden just gets an extension from Pittsburgh. He'll be matched up against Josh Gordon in all likelihood. Uh, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, uh, and Philip Dorsett. Or I'm sorry, Demarius Thomas, who he see looks like he's going to be seeing the field almost the entire game. How do you feel about the pass catchers against this Pittsburgh uh, pass defense, who was kind of dreadful last year? 
Yeah. Um, Julian Edelman, great, great game to fire him up. Super solid wide receiver too. Probably wide receiver one, especially if he finds the end zone. He's gonna get peppered with targets. I love me some Josh Gordon. People are gonna be hesitant to start him, but there's not really great players on the outside for the Steelers. Their best cor- corner right now is who on the outside, Joe Hayden. Uh, Josh Gordon was great last season before getting suspended. I, I'm firing him up right away. I think he's going to be on the field a lot, and he's going to get the looks and play well. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I also like Edelman in this game. I'll even take a shot on Demarius Thomas because I'll tell you why, and I'll take a shot on Demarius Thomas because, look, Bill Belichick knows how to play against the other team's strengths, and last year the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were really good against the run. They only allowed 96 yards per game to running backs. They were they were in the top half in DVOA against the pass-catching running back. So if it's going to be Sonny Michelle, is it going to be James White? Uh, which poison are you picking? Uh, maybe it's neither, and maybe they just pepper Julian Edelman and Demarius Thomas and Josh Gordon all game. Could also be Dorsett. Could also be Dorsett. Could be Matt Lacoste. Matt Lacoste, one maybe the biggest sleeper in fantasy this year, has the potential to be, honestly. I'm not saying that he is, but if he takes Gronk's role, and he kind of has that similar body type, like no one's Gronk. And I, I don't want you to think I'm saying he's Gronk, but he kind of has that similar type of game. He's Gronk light. So um, it would be interesting to see if Matt Lacoste does something because he had he had moments in Denver where he looked like a good pass catcher. Oh, yeah, I like Lacoste. Uh, do you like him in this game? Uh, no, 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 not yet. And you're not running Tom Brady out there unless you're in a two-quarterback or Superflex league. Yeah, even if we like his players and that it's going to be a shootout, you, you just can't trust Tom Brady nowadays. No, you cannot. Let's go over to the other side. James Conner is a locked and loaded RB1 in most cases. Do you believe that this is most cases? Bruh, James Conner is currently my running back three. There's no reason to think that he's not a beast, um, that he's not going to be the super workhorse for the Steelers, that he's not going to be super involved in a very important game, high-scoring game in New England. James Conner's going to kill it per usual. Yeah, I agree with you. Um Let's talk about the pass catchings on the out pass catchers on the outside. I think Juju is gonna have a big game, although he does get McCordy in the slot, which who's probably their their best slot corner? Uh the McCordy twin that doesn't play safety. They'll move him around though. They'll move him around. They will. Um they'll probably try to get him on JC Jackson because they're gonna want to stay away from Stefan Gilmore. Um when he is on JC Jackson, they'll look for him. Uh you know Ben Roethlisberger has a good way to to you know identify that. Um I think you're gonna start Juju, obviously. Juju's my wide receiver two on the week right now. Bang. So you're starting Juju. Now, this game is going to be vitally important to find out who's the number two for real, Dante Moncrief or James Washington. Because although it looks like Moncrief has the edge early, I don't think it's it's written in stone by any means. Um, James Washington did look good in the preseason, and he was drafted in the second round, and this team does not draft scrubs at wide receiver, especially in the second round. So I think that James Washington has a real chance to take over that spot. Um, it, this is going to be one of those games where you have to look at where the targets are going, even if they don't connect. Who's getting more targets? Who's seeing the field more? Who's getting more snaps? Uh, sure, with everything you said, but I think that it's it's Moncrief um, that's going to be on the outside. And Stephon Gilmore is a good cornerback, so it's not a great matchup there. Uh, but Moncrief, I think he's going to get targets and is a decent flex option. Um, what about Vance McDonald? How do you like him in this game? Vance refrigeration. Um, I like me some Vance this game. The Steelers are going to have to pass. Keep up with the Patriots offense. It's going to be a nice game. Um, the Patriots 
were not very good against tight ends last year. They struggled against Burton, Ebron. Uh, McDonald is a refrigerator, and he's an athletic tight end that can uh, play well, even if he only plays around 70% of the snaps. So give me McDonald. Um, anyone else you'd like to talk about on in this game? Uh, not necessarily. We covered everyone. Here. What about Big Ben? All right, Big Ben. I think he's a decent option. Um, back end, uh, high end QB two. The issue is that he's on the road. He's historically not that good on the road. Uh, but it's gonna be a matchup with New England. He's good in primetime games. Eight twenty at night. So I'm cool with starting Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback this week. Uh, which surprises me a little bit. I usually wouldn't say that, but. I think he's going to try to come out and prove something. All right, let's move on to our next game. The Houston Texans and the New Orleans Saints go at it. Big time, big time. I will say this. I think that the Houston Texans, they they suck. And I, they don't want to hear that because they're going what? for it this year. I don't like the Texans at all, man. I You're think bugging. That, yo, I think that... It was a giant loss to get rid of um, the the Honey Badger. I think that he comes and he makes defenses better. He brought that team from a below-average defense uh, to a way-above-average defense, and now they lost to Davion Clowney, and I think that's a big loss for them. Um, Deshaun Watson's a very good quarterback, and that's what matters. I think that they will win eight to nine games because he's so damn good, but that team sucks, and I'm going to be looking forward to playing fantasy players against them uh, this year. That includes this team. Um, I fucking love Alvin Kamara in this game. I love Alvin Kamara in general, but I really love Alvin Kamara in this game. Uh, this is a great game to uh, just stock up on options. See, you agree uh, with me. What? I think the Texans are going to be a good team, but this is also a game where you want to stack up on options. What are you talking about? All right. Keep going. It's Houston at New Orleans in the Superdome. I'm stacking up. Deshaun Watson's going to kill it. Drew Brees is going to kill it. He's home. You want the pass catching options? You want the running back options? Literally everyone on this team. I could just run through it right now and be happy about everyone. All right, so let's run through it. Michael Thomas, where do you have him? Michael Thomas is a high-end wide receiver one. There's uh, nothing to think otherwise. Traquan Smith, on the road. Uh, on the road, Ted Ginn is back. I'll hold off on Traquan Smith. Um, what about Jared Cook? Jared Cook, uh, back end, tight end one. Um, we'll see what he's made of in this New Orleans offense, but with the rest of the tight end landscape, I'm cool with starting Jared Cook this week. Another big test. I think that if Jared Cook, even if he doesn't have a great game statistically, see how he's being used in the offense, and I think that's going to stay a lot. Uh, what about Drew Brees? Uh, Drew Brees is home, which means you can start him. That's why I drafted him, to be your starter eight times a year, and the Houston defense is not one that's super imposing. Drew Brees is getting older. Right now, it's week one where he does not have a lot of right wear and tear on him. This is when you start him. All right. Let's uh, move on to – give me one second here. Look, as the computer's Houston. kind of freezing. There it is. Let's move on to the Houston side of the ball. Uh, you talked about how much you love Deshaun Watson. How much do you really love Deshaun Watson this week? Uh, Deshaun Watson's my number one quarterback. Wow. This is a good defense, bro. Eh, I mean, they're in the Superdome. Their defense isn't great at home, and I think Deshaun Jackson's a very good pass catcher. Last year, New Orleans allowed like eight yards per attempt. That was the fourth highest mark in the league. They allowed five rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks. All right. These are 
Uh, yeah, I guess. Will Fuller's healthy. DeAndre Hopkins is there. Kiki Cutie's probably going to play. They brought in Kenny Stills. The, they have Duke I, Johnson. I will say this. New Orleans is much better against the run than they were against the pass. So I don't disagree with you. I just don't think he's going to be the f- number one quarterback, which is not a hot take, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't see. Yeah. All right. I don't see it. I think he will be. Um, now you got a good point. What about DeAndre Hopkins, who goes against Lashawn? Uh, I mean Marshawn Lattimore, who had a great rookie season, and then kind of stepped back, but still had a really good year last year. Um, does that matchup th- make you think that he, you know, goes for eighty yards rather than one hundred and twenty yards in a touchdown? I mean, it doesn't really matter who's guarding Deshaun Jackson. I think, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins in a game of this matchup potential that I expect. Uh, I expect him to do great, and I think Hopkins will have a very good week. Um, let's move on. What's Lattimore really going to do? I mean, he's a good player. What about Will Fuller? Kenny Stills there. I feel like Kenny Stills is more of is more of a you know just DeAndre. I mean, a, a Will Fuller insurance. Does he play at all in this game? Does he have any type of? Any type Kenny of anything? Kenny Stills or Will Fuller? Kenny Stills. Oh, I think Kenny Stills is not going to play too much. Um, they just acquired him. They have Will Fuller. They have Kiki QT who's probably going to play. That's someone that you don't want to start. Will Fuller is someone you do want to start. What's, who's going to play him? Eli Apple? Yeah. Eli Apple is a touchdown-giving-up machine. Will Fuller scores touchdowns when he's healthy and Deshaun Watson plays. So I'm going to start Will Fuller. Let's go to the backfield. Carlos Hyde is added to this backfield. Couldn't crack the lineup um, in Kansas City. And you also got Duke Johnson. So a completely new backfield in Houston. What do you expect out of them against the second-best run defense in the league last year? Uh, it's tough to expect a lot. Carlos Hyde, please, right, get, get him out of here. There's no way I'm starting him against a very good run defense just added to the team. Duke Johnson, though. We'll probably catch some passes, be an extension of the run game. It's not that hard for running backs to play on a new team. So I think Duke Johnson has um, running back to flex appeal. I don't think that he's... I like Duke. I think he's being a little bit overrated at the moment, but I do like him this week as a uh, running back to flex option. Any love for Jordan McKins? No. <laughs> but you you really uh, gave the dramatic pause there for that one. All right, so anyone else you want to talk about in this game? I'm good, dog. All right, that brings us finally, Jason. We are here. The slate. To the worst game of the week. It's almost clean, yeah, for the worst game of the week. Good thing I'm going to be sleeping when this game goes on. <laughs> um, that's why we have NFL Game Plus, uh, cheap plug, even though they don't sponsor us. Um, let's go right away to the uh, to the Raider side. Um Josh Jacobs gets a tough test in his first game as a rookie, but it looks like he's going to get a lot of the carries. Uh, Vic Fangio comes over from the Bears and gets hey, Vic Fangio inherits Fangirello. <laughs> inherits one of the best defensive lines. Um, you know, Chubb and Miller get all the credit, but uh, Shelby Harris, very good player. Derek Wolf, very good player. Adam Gotsis, very good player. So that whole line is very good. Uh, Chris Harris still here. They bring over Bryce Callahan. Um, They bring over Kareem Jackson from the Texans. They really revamped the talent on on this defense, and they have the the mind to go with it. 
I got to tell you, the Broncos defense is one of my favorite plays this week and one of my sleeper picks. Like, I've been getting the Broncos defenses with my last pick in every league. Uh, also, Richie Incognito is hurt. I believe another offensive lineman is hurt. Uh, so the Raiders don't have their best offensive lineman out there against the Broncos' good front. I agree with you. Um, it's going to be an ugly game. I think that Derek Carr is trash. You definitely should not start him and that the Broncos' defense is a good play. Um, also, fun fact that I got from the good brother, uh, Nick, the lamb, um, in NFL history, the Broncos have like a 900 winning percentage in September because at mile high stadium, because, uh, teams come over and they come to mile high stadium and they can't breathe. And we went to Denver and we went hiking in Denver and we had that one tough patch, and I felt like the veins in my head were going to explode. Like, it, it's really fucked up. That, that It's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. And, you know, that's why the Broncos are such a a very, very big, um, you know, advantage in September. With that being said, um, Antonio Brown, how do you feel about him? Antonio Brown, that, that was an interesting segue to Antonio Brown. I'm um, talking about people come. Oh, right, because he's going to Denver. I was... Right. <laughs> All right. Rewind. Um, <laughs> I think that Antonio Brown is a wide receiver too. At best, I have him at I think in the twenties. I think that Antonio Brown's not going to have a very good year, to be honest. I mean, he's going to have a good year, Antonio Brown. Uh, but it's a good defense. Uh, Derek Hart isn't very good. They're going. They're playing on the road. There's been a lot of drama this season with Antonio Brown. Who knows if he's even focused on the game at the moment. If you have him, you're starting him as a wide receiver. Two, hopefully. Probably one. Uh, I, I think it'll be a disappointing week. Um, Do you like any other pass-catching options here? Like everyone's darling, Darren Waller. Um, he gets his first shot at being a starter. Uh, Terrell the Gazelle Williams uh, stretching the field a little bit. Uh, do you like any pass-catching options? Yeah, get out of here with Darren Waller, man. I don't. I really don't know what's going on with that. People are obsessed with Spark eight years after a guy is relevant. So, uh, no to Darren Waller. <laughs> um, same with Tyrell Williams. This is too good of a defense, Hunter Renfro, to um, try to start throwing random names out when you think that Derek Carr is not going to play well. Uh, yeah, Derek Carr. You do not. You don't want no Derek Carr either. No, of course not. <laughs> All right, let's go over to our last team, the Denver Broncos. What's the deal, man? Is it Philip Lindsay? Is it Royce Freeman? Is it both of them? What What are you looking at in this game, and can you can you tell us anything about any of this? Listen, Tim, I think that Philip Lindsay, Tim, 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 Tim Philip Tim, Lindsay. Tim, Tim, Tim. Is my 12th running back this week. Oh, okay. So you are pretty certain that is Lindsay. A lot higher than most people have him. Actually, 10 spots up from the rest of Fantasy Pros at the moment. But you know what? Why wouldn't he be? Theo Riddick is out the year, guys. So the passing game work is back. Back for Lindsay and Freeman to share. Sure, fine. Maybe if they share it. Freeman's still the 1B. He's going to see, what, 35% of the work? This is still going to be a team that wants to run the ball a lot. Philip Lindsay... Had a great yards per carry last season. This guy is facing Oakland at home. I think Oakland's a bad team. I think the Broncos are going to lead. They don't have a good running defense. 
Lindsay's going to kill it this year, and people are going to regret that they didn't take him earlier. Uh, this is this game I meant. I mean, I could see you. I could see you making a great point there, Jason. I'm not gonna lie, I really do. Um, what about the pass catching options? Yo, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't. I'm not high on him. Full season. He's 31 years old, coming off an Achilles injury. That's a usually a killer. Um, you got Deshaun Hamilton. I'm surprised that Tim Patrick isn't getting more love in general. Um, Tim Patrick had a really good uh, year last year at the end of the year. So it's a little surprising that he's not, you know, he, he doesn't look like he's going to be in the rotation. Just on the Denver side, not in the fantasy side because it's not our fault. Um, but Cortland Sutton, Emmanuel Sanders, Deshaun Hamilton, how do you feel about these guys? Against yeah, I mean, a team that is uh, not good in the secondary, although they did add some pieces. Sanders made a miraculous comeback. Um, it's insane that he's going to play. Same, uh, I, I just don't really think that any of them should be started this week. Um, really? Lamarcus Even Joyner against was pretty, this defense? Lamarcus Joyner was decent last year. He was. And you can start Sanders at wide receiver three if you want. Um, I guess, like, Flacco's... Flacco in his career has been best to slot receivers. I think Sutton uh, has a little bit of chance to succeed. But Sanders is just kind of blocking off Deshaun Hamilton. And then Sutton's on the outside. Flacco hasn't really been good throwing to outside receivers for a while now. It's just not an offense that I really like, and I know that the Raiders' offense isn't too good. I think it's going to be a running game. Uh, I don't expect big games from the wide receivers. I think Sanders will have decent PPR appeal. Sutton will catch a few balls, but unless he finds the end zone, you're going to be disappointed. All right. Um, obviously, you're not starting Joe Flacco. Any love for Jeff Howerman or Noah Fant? Nah, rookie tight end and a guy who got who forced the team to draft a rookie tight end. I don't know, man. Howerman? Flacco loves his tight ends. I think Howerman right, might I, score a touchdown. All right. I mean, the, it's a dart I'm, throw. I'm cool dart throw that. of the week. Well, we got to bring Jeff that back Harman. this year. Dart yeah. throw of the week. Jeff Harmon. That's mine. Well, who's your dart throw, Jason? Give me I'm putting you on the spot. I'll come up with it. I'll come up with it. All right. Let me do the outro, and then you come up with it. Are Are we done? We got to talk about Josh Jacobs. We talked about Josh Jacobs already. What are you talking about? We talked about Josh Jacobs. Yes, we did. Did you? I didn't. <laughs> All right. Talk about Josh Jacobs. <laughs> I talked about Josh Jacobs. Well, you're trying to rush me off with this. I'm problem. not, but we, we already talked about the Raiders. What are you talking about? Jason. All right. Pay attention. All right. I'm good. I'm good. It's getting late. No, no. Talk about Josh Jacobs. It is getting late. When we've been uh, talking I mean, about fantasy sports for two and a half hours straight. I think it's this will be a good test <laughs> to see if he is a uh, going to be a three down back or not. Um, yeah. This in a is, game where we don't expect the Raiders to be leading. It's a good game to see if Jalen Rashard or Josh Jacobs are going to be mixing in and out. Um, with that being said, shout out to Jason, who is here after a long day. Um, coming and talking to you guys about fantasy for two and a half hours. Uh, I also had a long day today. We're back at work. I was in Greece this time last week. Now I'm back working. Ay, 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 ay. That's life. Um, so with that being said, where can they find you, Jay? Jason Petrop. Who's your dart throw? My dart throw this week is Marky's Goodwin. Okay, not really a dart throw. Cheap way out, but I put you on the spot, it, so I'll take it. He's not being started as wide receiver three or anything. Yeah, but he's not exactly a dart throw. All right, you want me to go deeper? Uh, yeah, go deeper, a little bit. Kid. Going deeper is my job. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I bet your girl likes that a lot. Boom, <laughs> boom. A lot I, of I dick know, jokes man. on this one. Yeah, uh, lots of dick jokes. Michael, Michael needs to get here and control us. 
I don't know, man. That what's his face? I said it. Marquis Goodwin is my throw of the week. All right. All right, so let's do these outros. Jason, where can they find you? At Jason Petrop. You can find us all at Brodo Fantasy and also our newest Instagram page, Brodo Network, where you could find kind of our lighter side, uh, less focused on fantasy and more focused on sports in general because we are that. Also, as you guys know, I am leaving VM, so I still have takes about other sports and about storylines and things like that, and I'm going to want to share those takes with everybody. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on there. I'm going to be ranting. I'm going to be making videos. Holla at your boy. Um, on that, and please give us a follow. Uh, again, that's at Brodo Network on uh, Instagram. Also, let's shout out our sponsors, Red Cup News, our studio sponsor, uh, your number one source for anything college ball. And look, you know how important it is to have college information when you are going into the draft season. Uh, that's why you know that Josh Jacobs is going to be good. That's why you know that David Montgomery is going to be good. That's why you know that that – it's going to be super important to know these guys in the rookie draft. Also, uh, your go-to source for fantasy because we're their fantasy contributors. Holla at your boy. And also, Thrive, uh, thrivefantasy.com and Thrive Fantasy is the app. They are a prop daily fantasy site where you can put in props, which is basically, you know, fantasy, Right? You're betting who's going to have more yards than this guy and who's going to have more guards than this guy. Also, starting next week, we're going to do our Thrive 5, where you're going to give you our top five picks for over and unders. Jason might give you those top five picks um, on Twitter, at Jason Petrop. Cheap plug. Um, I'll do it on Brodo. Oh, Oh, fancy. Doing it for the brand. Um, so, yeah, check us out and make sure you check out everything Brodo, brodofantasy.com for everything Brodo. It was great to talk about real football, man. Not just speculation. Like, we're going to really find out if we were right or wrong. Crazy. Most of the time, we're right. I'm going to brush off my shoulders and I'm going to take a shower because I stank. Jason. Later. We'll see him next week. Peace.